0: Welcome to the Sales Career Podcast. This is your host, Kevin Hopp. Whether you're an executive, sales leader, or just getting your career in sales started, I'm here to help you read between the lines and hear the real stories that you can't get from a resume or from a LinkedIn profile, all designed to help you shape your own sales career. Let's dive right into today's episode and see what we can learn. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Sales Career Podcast. This is your host, Kevin Hopp. My guest today, a guy that I'm very excited to connect with one-to-one here. We've been connected on LinkedIn for a minute. He's the current sales development manager at TapCart, which is a tech startup. His background is in all things BDR, SDR, sales enablement. He's a really loud voice to follow on LinkedIn and a really good guy to be connected to. Everybody, please welcome the great, powerful Blake Hudson. How are we doing? What's up, Kevin? You're too kind, man. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for being here. I, I really do appreciate it. You know, we we joked earlier about how we went back and forth trying to schedule this uh, a while ago, and it's it's not always easy to to line things up. Um,
1: Tapcard's based in Santa Monica. Are you in L.A.? I am. I uh, I moved to L.A. from Chicago last September, so I've been here almost a year. Uh, now looking back, don't regret no. it. Uh, family's back home, but hey, they can come visit me. Uh, That's right. In
0: and, yeah, December, like the winter time like February in L.A.
1: isn't too bad, right? <laughs> oh, heaven. I was trying to figure out how the hell people have been living like this my whole life. <laughs> yeah, you're telling totally me nice.
0: people never have to shovel snow? Are you kidding? Yeah. like It's funny. I, I have a deep connection to both cities. I grew up in Los Angeles, born and raised. My dad's from Chicago. So I would go mm-hmm. back to Chicago every year. I've been to Chicago, you know, a hundred times. Um, so I... I liked going to Chicago because we would go either in the heat of summer when there's like cicadas and humidity and it was like another world, or we'd go in the winter and it would be like a white Christmas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And but I there's nothing like landing back at LAX and there's like flip flops and shorts for the rest of your week, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, the snow and the cold, all that stuff's cool for like a couple weeks in December. And then it's like March and still miserable. And you're like, wait, this has got to end. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, man. Well, cool. So let's kick it off. The first question I always ask, you know, introduce yourself, tell the audience your your two-minute career story to date as if they'd never met you before.
1: Got it. Yeah. I mean, my name is Blake Hudson, as I already mentioned. I'm currently managing a group of sellers over at Tapcart, e-commerce startup. We help Shopify stores build mobile apps. Um, I love that because you can explain it pretty quickly at dinner. You don't usually get that with v to b SaaS companies. Yeah. Yeah. My background, like you mentioned, training, developing salespeople, you know, my just personal mission in life is to help people get clear about their identity, their practice their purpose, who they are, what they're doing and why. And so whether that was, you know, working at tech sales boot camps last few years or being an admissions counselor before that, um, or even back when I was in politics, which we can get into that later, but being able to kind of help people with their own vision and and walk confidently in that has been the through line throughout my career. And so as a manager, what's really exciting is I get to kind of go a mile deep, right, with these individuals. Whereas before I was helping a wide variety of people break into tech sales. Now I get to kind of lock arms with a group of sellers and help them go through the highs and the lows of uh, the SDR world and all that comes along with it.
0: I love that. I mean, it's interesting. I find that I, I have had some conversations with people who are teachers and when they mention their mission in life, it's not that dissimilar from like my mission, which is not dissimilar from your mission, which is like okay. I, I I believe in creating uh, an employment experience that people actually enjoy, right? As a consultant, that's like what I try to help companies do is like, let's make the sales development role not suck. Let's make their day efficacious and doing things that matter and and being productive and and all those things. But it's funny because I've talked to some buddies who are like friends and I'm like, you know, I I am sort of a teacher. Like it's, 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 Mm -hmm. you look at what we do as teaching with just a lot more upside. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's a lot more money in tech startups than there is in teaching.
1: Yeah. I could never do the, the teenager thing. I just, I wouldn't have the patience for it. I I wouldn't like my teenage version of myself, let alone someone else's kids.
0: Oh boy, yeah. I I I don't know if I could do. I don't know if I could do teenagers. Um, it might be better to have like uh like first and second graders because then at least you know that they're 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 simple little little creatures at that point. I don't know. At least I think they are. I've got a one and a half year old, and she's she's starting to become very complex. Let me tell you.
1: Like, I was gonna say I think the, the younger they are, the smarter they are because they don't have any of the extra nonsense going on. They just get right to it.
0: Yeah, oh, wow. Well okay, cool. so next, next question I have for you here. In, in all the sales roles you've had and you've had a few you know across a, a few different types of organizations, what's been the most challenging role you've had and what made it difficult?
1: My time at Victory Lab was really interesting. And maybe this is a cop-out, but it's just the reality. I started two, three weeks before the pandemic hit. And so my entire experience there for the most part was in this space of the business shifting, our focus shifting, and all the while I kind of maintained this mindset of, I I wanna help replicate the experience for incoming students that I had, right? I was coming from admissions counseling, I was kind of lost and transitioning in tech. And I came across this tech sales bootcamp and it made it a very smooth process for me, for anyone that was willing to kind of run through the tape. And so we were, you know, recruiting people. I was doing some of that as an AE. I was, you know, managing a group of remote sellers as they put into practice the things they were learning. I was selling candidates to SDR managers and it it just felt like I had three, four different hats on. Um, And the difficult part, I think, was being able to, like have the depth of conversation with each of those audiences. And so early in the day, you're talking to someone who's, you know, uh, had a whole career in teaching and education, like you said, and convincing Uh them of the merits of tech sales. And then in the afternoon, I'm talking to a director of, you know, sales enablement for a Fortune 100 company. And it's like, hey, here's why you need SDRs from our boot camp. They're trained in this, they're trained in that. And so just back and forth, different audiences, that that can be a little bit difficult. You know, as an SDR, uh, typically you're speaking to one or two different personas, but it's the same product you're selling. I was selling two, three different products to two, three different audiences uh, in any given day.
0: That is complicated. And it takes a very unique skill set to have that range, to effectively communicate to the teacher who's saying, I don't know if I should go into this tech sales bootcamp and effectively communicate to the Fortune 100 type buyer like yeah I, I can i can totally imagine how how that's that where, would be, that'd be challenging that's
1: where me. my background in politics really helped out be, because it in politics and also just what i studied in school communication political science learning how to speak the language of the the audience that you're in front of uh learning how to to shut up and listen you know ask a great question and before you can even say anything, you got to understand where they're coming from. And so that was a big part of it was just listening. In fact, one of the, the best things I did in that time was I started sending video messages on LinkedIn. My mindset was if people are going to say no to me during this pandemic, I'm going to make them say no to me. Not a cold right. email, not a cold call, like me, the human. And I was genuinely just asking them, what is your day looking like? Right, like what are what are the day to day? How are your priorities shifting? And that kind of genuine approach with a, a genuine question, it allowed for a conversation to grow. And when you hear from people, when you take in different perspectives, you are then able to respond in kind, and uh, obviously have a breadth of the types of responses and audiences you can speak to.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. And that's that's actually one of the reasons that I always advocate for SDR is being very active on LinkedIn. Because like the, the biggest reason that people are, you know, for lack of a better term, assholes to SDRs is because they're just a voice on the end of their end of the line. You know, what are you in the moment when you cold call someone or you're cold emailing? You're an interruption. You you're the problem, you know? So humanize it, it as much right. as possible. Use that face to face connection that LinkedIn provides. Really good way of looking at it. So so tell me, like what's a story from your career that someone would just never get just from like being connected with you on LinkedIn or, or looking at your resume? I'm really curious because you've done a, a, a range of different stuff.
1: There was a period um, back in probably my second, third quarter of uh, being an SDR. I came out of the gate strong. Granted, I had that, that tech sales boot camp. I had a background, you know, selling college, selling politics, which all due respect, way harder than selling software. But, uh, <laughs> that was my experience. Uh, yeah. And I hit the ground running the first 90 days. I come back and everything changed. It seemed like quota doubled. Hey, you're going from, you know, inbound, outbound to just, you know, inbound you. But it's like old leads. You got to call these people that we said no two years ago. And and there was a kind of a, a mindset. You know circulating around the team of like defeatist like, i don't know if we can do this i don't know if we have enough and and after a while that starts to really deflate a team and so i found myself for the better part of a quarter really struggling mentally to just kind of stick with it right? yeah and here i am still early on in my b2b SaaS sales career um and the thing that no one's going to be able to see from a linkedin profile but i've fortunately been able to share this story elsewhere One day I woke up, it was like April 1st. It was a Monday. It was just the start, right? New week, new month, new quarter. And I was like, you know what? Something's got to give. Something's got to give. I think a coworker asked me, uh, how's it going? One of those like just generic, how's it going? And instead of just me being like, oh, good, you? I think I started to slack them back. I was like, well, it's going well, actually, because, you know, this thing and that thing and my girlfriend just got a new job and I live in the city now. And as bad as things are, they're better than they were a year ago. You know what Pretty, it was? Yeah. Now that I think about it, it's probably Chicago and spring was right around the corner. And I was fine. Ah, you know, yeah. You're coming, you're, you were de <laughs> Right. But but you know, seriousness, bring it back. Like what what happened? The thing that that changed it. Um, and I, by the way, I, I turned it around like I was able to pick up steam and, and kind of double activity quotas and, and really start winning and building the spirits of my teammates, which is what I'm most proud of. But the thing that shifted for me was this. I, I recognize that there's this thing called the gratitude gap. I didn't know it at the time. I didn't have a fancy name for it. I was just, you know, living it in real time. But basically where your gratitude is in relation to your entitlement. Or and or expectation is going to be the thing that determines your happiness or frustration. So what do I mean? There were people on the team that were like, "I I should have this. I deserve that. I should have been promoted by now." At my last company, we didn't have to deal with. And I was just grateful to have you know a laptop and some some uh, free Lacroix, right? Like I was I was <laughs> a state of gratitude from where I had been in my life previously and worked previously. And so because that gratitude crept just above my entitlement. That gap was happiness. And for my teammates that remained entitled and that crept just above their gratitude, that was their frustration. And so with entitlement, you lose twice. You're frustrated by the things you don't have, right? And you can't appreciate the things that you have in your possession. With gratitude, you win twice. Everything you have is great. Anything extra that you get is gravy. So That's the thing that you're not going to be able to see on my profile, but I would really try and uh, encourage a lot of salespeople, particularly ones early in their career, to think about what is it that you can be grateful for? Maybe you got hung up on, but you got to connect, right? Maybe they said, no, not now, but they told you what a pain point was. And when you follow up a week later, you can actually sound smart this time around. Yep. What are the different things you can be grateful for? So that's my answer. I love that, man.
0: Yeah, it's something that I, I struggle with in my life as well. I, I think I think most of us salespeople do. And, mm-hmm. and there's something to this hedonic treadmill mm-hmm. of sales, uh, you know, that, that just kind of tears you apart the idea that, hey, you know, it's Monday. This coming Monday, August first, is gonna be the first day of a new month and a lot of people are gonna start back at zero. And how do you start out being gracious for what you did last month, but also knowing that you have to climb that mountain again in terms of quota and and producing, Mm. you know, or it's the end of a quarter, right? Like it, it's something that a a practice of gratitude would level up so many people in ways that they don't even, they can't even really comprehend right now because to your point, they spend most of their time being entitled and and thinking <clears throat> thinking, you know, this problem's out of my control. And, you know, your mindset can do so much for you.
1: It's a really it really can. Tool. And to that point about starting fresh, you know, something that kind of goes in line with the gratitude is this concept of grace, like just showing yourself grace, or some might say, cutting yourself some slack, or another might say, just don't be an asshole to yourself. Like, take it easy on yourself, because you are not that number on the scoreboard, that number is indicative of what you've done, not who you are. And a lot of times, even that, the, those numbers, some of which are out of your control. So I try and encourage reps both on my team and, and afar to you know take pride in your work and the process and the things that you can control, mm-hmm. but be able to detach yourself from the outcome in that way. Give yourself some grace and understand that at the end of the day, the score will take care of itself if I'm doing the right thing. So gratitude is great. And also showing yourself some grace on the same scene.
0: Love that grace. It's a, it's a concept, you know, it's funny like the, the last time I was describing grace to someone is I was describing the right way to the right, the right way to deal with your wife right after she has a kid. <laughs> Cause I got a one and a half year old at home. Right. And I, I find myself looking back at like, the whole postpartum experience of, right? Mm. After the kid is born and keep in mind we had our kid in February 2021. It was right before the vaccines were here and then I got covid when she was 2 weeks oh. old. 2 weeks old. So I'm like gone for 8 9 days isolating. Um and my wife has like postpartum emotions and it's like I, I, I'd say the same sort of thing, which is you, you just got to give each other grace. You got to just give each other the, the, the space to experience things in, in your own way. And giving giving yourself grace is a super valuable lesson. Thank you for sharing that. That's incredible. Next question I have for you. You know, how did you get your most recent job? And, and what can others learn from this? Is there a cool story behind that?
1: I think so. Um, yeah. I, you know, like I said, just recently moved to uh, L.A., was looking for, you know, a very L.A. company to join, right? Like, there's a lot of companies out there. There's a lot of companies in L.A., but I wanted something that, like, had the vibe about it, you know? Yeah. And I stumble upon TapCart, and I start looking around, and I find uh, our VP of sales, Ray Carroll. Great guy. You should have him on the show, by the way. And he wrote an article about TapCart and why he was joining. And as I browsed through his profile and started to see where he had been and the, the wins he had, I'm trying to remember here, uh, pretty sure he was at Marketo, one of the early employees there and helped build that into, you know, the success it's become. A monster. That, amongst yeah, others. Yeah. And I'm like, well, damn, I want to, I want to follow this guy. He knows how to pick him, Right. And then he's given me this very clear, well thought out reasoning for tap cart. And so the, the process and and both the advice I would give to someone is I, I, I spoke in his language, right? So I read that article. And one of the lines that really stood out to me was, if you're looking for the hop in your step, tap card is, you know, a place for you type of a thing. And I messaged him on LinkedIn with that as kind of my subject line, my faux subject line. If you just the first word you put in there is going to appear you know, on their, their uh-huh. inbox. And so quoted that and said, you know, Ray, I, I have been looking for that hop of my step. I, I've been helping SDRs, training them for the last couple of years. I've been going an inch deep and a mile wide. I want to reverse that and help a group of sellers grow as people and professionals. That got his attention, right? And so it was just that little bit extra of, yeah, I could have applied. I could have written a cover letter. But, like, I reached out to him, the person, and I was able to tell them and articulate why I'd want to win on his team. Reached out to the recruiter. You know, shout out to Ron Coleman, who's helped hire over 100 people, 150 people at TapCart. Um, A couple of the AEs, right? Neil Goyle. Like, these are people that they showed me from afar what TapCart was going to be about. And I, I gathered that information. I reached out to them as people. And so when it came time to apply, like, I was just another person. It's it's what I call standing in and f- standing out and fitting in, right? So, like, I fit in in the fact that, like, they feel like they know me. I feel like I know them. You know, it's it's very comfortable in that way. But you stand out from every other applicant that just put in an application and left it at yep. that. So I thought it was a cool story. Um, yeah. No, no I, I, hired I love that. Yeah. I guess to wrap it up, I admittedly, first time, you know, full on manager, like I've managed and coached and onboarded and all the different managerial things. But the first time in the role and I remember, you know, Ray asking, you know, we're we're going to be putting you in this spot, you know, first time. Why, why should we why should we trust that? And just maybe even to kind of see what I said. And I thought about it for a second. And the, the line that came out was, well, Ray, rookies win championships, too. And just because you're young or you hadn't necessarily been here before doesn't mean you're incapable of winning. And so I, I was just excited to have the opportunity to put put those talents in practice, put those things I'd been learning and teaching in practice. And fortunately, I was able to join JJ uh, Workman, my VP of growth, and Ray Carroll, my VP of sales, to help this Card team win.
0: Rookies win championships too. I think we have just found the name of the podcast. Well, will this episode Rookies win championships. I love that.
1: Let's let's go with it. Yeah.
0: That's fantastic. And, and, you know, I, I I appreciate that your story is not, I applied online and the recruiter called me and we had a screening call. And I, before I asked you that question, I was like, I hope it's not boring (laughs) because I always preach, especially in what we do, Blake, like, dude, Mm -hmm. we're, we're outbound sales professionals, right? We're, we're sales development professionals. When people tell me they can't find a job, I'm like, there are so many companies that are hiring. Go prospect, Looking. go prospect those companies, go prospect the VP of sales, and say, "Hey, I'm a hunter. You need to, you need to work with me.
1: I, I teach teams desperate. how to hunt." These companies want to hire someone. You don't understand. You are the solution. Yeah, <laughs> you're selling yourself, and they want you. But these people, they just sit on their hands. I made a post, and I'm shocked at how it blew up. But like, yeah. I'm on pace to hire, interview 150 people this year. Interview, not hire. And 20%, less than 20% of them have followed up via some form of email after the interview process. Wow. How? How is that even possible? I almost, I didn't believe myself after I posted it. I went back and counted. And truly, it's astounding. But yeah, man, if you put yourself out there, especially in sales, do the things to get the job that you will do in the job. That's what Ray said to me. He was like, "With Blake can outbound prospect like this to get this job. Surely he can teach our reps thing or two about selling tap card mm. that's right that's right sales should should never be really just hit and apply
0: online like like never no, right like never. that wow great great lesson uh next question for you so have you ever been fired or laid off and if so like what, what what can we learn from that is there a bit of a story behind that
1: never been asked this question in a podcast for sure
0: um well people don't like to talk about it because like Cause a lot of people People don't like to talk about it for a few reasons, right? I think the first one is it's generally seen as like a failure. And like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: tell me about a time that you failed. Like, I don't want to talk about that, man. Let's talk about how rookies win championships, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and you got you got to take the good with the bad. So if you, if you do have a story there, I'd love to hear it.
1: I do, I do, and like I said, never never told this before, but um, I was working. This is my second tech sales boot camp, and the thing that was interesting about this this was a uh, rework. Cared very deeply about this organization. You know, Victory Lab was something that was near and dear to my heart. Went through it, kind of helped turn my life around in in many ways professionally. And in Rework, does something similar in a similar community. It, long story short, help people of underrepresented backgrounds um, break into tech sales. It's a nonprofit, no charge to the student, no charge to the company. And I was brought on to uh, be the director of sales enablement. So basically, everything that the students needed to know from yeah, I'm interested. I'll join the program too. Yes, it worked. I got a job. That whole gap was me, and I think there was one of those things where it was I was so invested emotionally that I I think there was a little bit of um, how do I put it? Maybe rose colored glasses. I didn't like take the step back actually i made a post about this today uh the troxler effect if you're interested you can go read that on linkedin but basically if you stare at something long enough in the same way at the same time like the context around it starts to disappear and i was just so focused on the people i was helping and the the impact we're making and the, the coaching calls that would happen I think I lost sight of some of the context of like, what are some of the goals? What are the metrics? How are we going to hold ourselves accountable? It's a team of four or five people at that point. And so long story short, I, I got let go and it was you know rather abrupt because I had you know, moved across the country, was feeling a little bit uh, isolated. I think there was a, a feeling of feeling withdrawn and not the sort of like proactivity that in hindsight, uh, would have applied, and you know, on the, in hindsight, looking back, like it's one of those situations where you you miss out on a, a good opportunity and you step into something great. I I never would have mm-hmm. left on my own, but the thing that I stepped into, the opportunity I went to next, was something that was really powerful for me and my family. And um, I, last thing I would say with that point, the lesson I learned too, there was a couple. Number one, just being more proactive on the front end about how are we holding ourselves accountable, right? What does a win look like? What does a loss look like? And how do we gauge and track and measure our way to that? The second thing, and this is just more personal, um, it's something I've struggled with my whole life, but never fully leaned into as as to say, is this an issue? And that was ADHD. And not to excuse anything, but it certainly explains some things of why I was unable to focus, unable to kind of Put my attention in the the right place for a long enough period of time, and so I'm I'm grateful that I was able to uncover that reality for myself, um, and now I'll be able to advocate to other people to don't don't neglect those things. If you feel like you're struggling mentally or emotionally, or you think something's off, never hurts to check into it. Worst they say is no, you're good, right. but it never hurts to check into it. And so, wow, yeah, that is a. That is not something I've ever shared on a show before, so we'll see how that plays. But
0: I, you know, this is this is why I do the show. Like honestly, like hearing things like that that you, you, people don't talk about mental health enough, particularly in sales, right? This coffee is for closers, bravado, attitude, mm-hmm. um, and we forget that we are all complex little machines with a, with a lot of. A lot of things that go on a lot of things that um we should look at mental health being a big one thank you for sharing that i appreciate that that's gonna be very valuable i
1: wish i could say thank you for asking but i am not thankful for you <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> I'm kidding love it
0: well let's uh let's wrap up the formal question asking here the last question i have for you if you go back to you know uh blake on your first day of your first sales job you give that version of blake some advice, what would the one piece of advice be?
1: Specifically as an SDR, right? Sure. That was my title. I'm pulling something up here because I think it'll speak very succinctly to this. The advice I would give myself day one is that not knowing is where you begin growing you're gonna come into this role. I was selling FinTech, right? Remote finance and accounting. And Kevin, I didn't know a damn thing about remote finance or accounting. Right. But my mindset was if I can learn how to sell this, I can sell anything. And so I had to become very comfortable early on with not knowing. And what I learned over time was that as an SDR, sometimes not knowing is one step in the right direction. If I've done my job and, and built curiosity and intrigue around the solution, If I've uncovered what, you know, what are your pain points are or what you're struggling with, and then you ask me something that I'm stumped by, I don't need to know the answer to that. That's my whole job is to take this opportunity and pass it along to my next teammate who is the expert on that and who can help you take it to the next level. Yeah. And so on a practical level, understanding that ignorance, right? Not knowing something is okay as long as you match that with curiosity, right? It's... It's okay that I didn't know, but I was going to continue to ask thoughtful questions and try and, you know, uncover those unconscious incompetence, the things I didn't know, I didn't know. And over time, you're going to grow. But then also, as an SDR, if you don't know something, but you've built the enthusiasm and the intrigue, just set the meeting. Nine times out of ten, that's what you're there for anyway. That's right. So had I known that early on, I think that I would have been even more successful, but... um I got the concept kind of, but now I know for sure that like not knowing is one of the first steps to growing.
0: That's for sure. And, and, uh, yeah, to, to your point, not knowing and, and taking that curiosity, the fact that like, like what I, what I try to teach reps is to, like, look for that, like curious motion. As soon as you feel like the other person's doing this, you know, cr- mm-hmm. croaking their, their head and going, huh, what do you mean by that? How does that work? Or what, 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 specifically about that? Ooh, Perfect. That is all you need. Take that to the bank, baby, because you take that mm-hmm. and then logically you say, hey, I have all the answers for you. It's in a meeting with my product expert, with my account executive, with my person, and their logical brain will fall into, yeah, all right, I'm open to that because I want this, to, you know, answers to my problems. Awesome. And, and that's
1: not some sort of manipulative tactic either. That's no, it's just logic. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Like- if I've got the intrigue now and you got something to fix it, give it like if it's like you wet someone's appetite and then you got a meal for them, why would you delay the meal? They're hungry. Give That's them right. The meal. That's right. Give them the meal. Big fan. Awesome. So let's
0: wrap it up. The way that I wrap up is I do rapid fire questions. So give mm-hmm. me the answer to these questions as fast as you can. You ready to rock? I'm ready. All right. First question. Do you believe salespeople should be money motivated?
1: Yeah, it shouldn't be their only motivation. Um, honestly, it's not important what the motivation is. I think what's most important is, is the person self-aware enough to understand the motivation Ooh, okay. and then articulate that. I like that. You can't I articulate like that. motivation. You can't articulate a product. That's for sure. That's right.
0: Next question for you. Do you believe cold calling is dead?
1: Only if you're bad at it.
0: Ooh, only if you're bad at it. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So the third question, a bit of a change up. If you had to choose one from the highest level... What's more important in a go-to-market strategy, sales or marketing?
1: I mean, not to cop out, but people who look at those things as two ends of a spectrum are misguided in and of themselves, like just from that alone. they are different parts of the same conversation. If you can think that one is more important than the other, then you just don't understand the customer's journey at all.
0: Ooh, I like that. That's the first time someone's answered that way, though. That, that's valuable. So last question for you, and take as long as you want with this, but I'm, I'm curious. So imagine you woke up tomorrow and you have all the money in the world. By the way, the Powerball uh, is at $800 million right now. And I, I told my wife, I'm like, I mean, we can't win if we don't buy a ticket. Like maybe we should just no buy like one ticket. Like what's – you know, throw 15 bucks or 5 bucks or whatever it costs. Like $800 million is like an unbelievable amount of money. So imagine you won the Powerball tomorrow and you didn't have to work, what would you do with your time?
1: I would, you know, I've been fortunate to build a relatively small audience and platform on the internet these days, particularly in the the SaaS sales niche. One of the coolest parts about having that is I've been able to use my voice and, and platform to amplify the voices and platform of others. And so if I had all the money in the world and, and no responsibilities, that, that's probably what I'd be spending my time doing is trying to take voices that maybe have been stifled, uh, ignored, taking people who've been unseen and unheard and, and giving them the shine they deserve, whether that's in a sales career space, politically. There's a lot of people who they are worthy of being heard, but unfortunately they don't have the means or opportunity to do so. I love that.
0: I love that. Very, very meaningful too. Well, Blake, thank you for sharing. I do appreciate it. I, I've had a really good time hearing more of your story. I know the audience will appreciate a lot of what you shared. Um, how can people connect with you?
1: I'm simple, man. You can find me on LinkedIn, Blake Hudson, um, all the social channels. I need to get my TikTok going so I can
0: <laughs> appeal yeah. to
1: all the demographics.
0: There you go. i Blake on TikTok, everybody. He needs need more followers. Love it. Awesome. Well, Blake, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Let's keep in touch, man. Cheers. For sure. For sure. If this episode is interesting to you, please share your thoughts on LinkedIn or Twitter. Tag me and I might just feature your post in an upcoming episode of the Sales Career Podcast. Or if you want to connect directly, go to hopconsultinggroup.com and we'll find a way to work together. Cheers.